How's this for me? Is that good, or would you prefer me to lean in a little further? I could get right in there, but... No, that sounds all right. That sounds all right here. This is all right. Yeah. I, uh, all right. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, what's the format? So you forget? Uh, yes. Another season of Bit Weird But Fair Enough, I Guess. So, has anything weird been going on since last time we spoke? Anything weird been going on? You know, there's a global pandemic, which is unfortunate rather than weird. But the percentage of people who don't believe that the virus is a real thing is pretty weird. The number of people refusing to take any measures to prevent themselves getting sick or people they know getting sick, that's pretty weird. Uh, There was an insurrection of some kind, you know. Uh, not, Not an everyday occurrence, I wouldn't have thought, in a superpower. But hey, They're not the kind of weird things we like to talk about on this show. No, our weird things are of much greater consequence. So much more important. So I'm not going to waste any more of your time here. Let's go to some now with my friend Monty Guesting. Well, I'm here with my friend Monty. Hello, friend. Hello, Stu. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing all right. Uh, apologies right off the bat for the fact that it's a little bit cicada-y around here. Cicada-y. Yeah. yeah. Cicada-y. Is that? Yeah. I suppose that's the word for it. Yeah. It Of multiple cicadas. There is, is cicada around. Is a cic- Yeah. Oh, were you going to ask me if cicadas is yeah. a plural or whether yeah, cicada yeah. Exactly. is a plural? Yeah, they are the cow of the insect world. So pluralism, you would think, like a cow, there's many cow, right? Not, I think I've got this wrong. I'm, maybe I'm thinking of sheep. I'm thinking of sheep. Yeah, you don't say sheeps, but you do say cows. You do say cows? Yes. Yeah, yeah there aren't many cow in a field, are there? No, that's bizarre. <laughs> oh, what a good start. That's a great start. Yeah, sorry. No, please, please. It's, it's, you know, we're back for a new season. There's bound to be a bit of rustiness. Yeah, that's true. Um, I haven't but- talked since the last season. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know what? Oh, shut up, you stupid cicadas. I'm sure you people will get used to that. Um, look, I'm going to start us off with a little lore, a weird lore. Good. To, um, to get us back into the flow of things. I'd like to hear this lore, Stuart. Um, Do you remember Stuart Law? I do remember yeah, Stuart yeah. Law, great cricketer. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah, yeah. Actually, I, don't know, I think I was a being, cricketer. <laughs> Let's go with that. I was being polite. Yeah, and I, yeah. Then yeah, I yeah. kind of, yeah. you know, d- yeah. thought about it for a second. Yeah, okay. It was all right. I mean, play for Australia. That's more than I've done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but back then, could I have played for Australia? Mm. Closer than now, I would. Worth think. Worth debating. Yeah. Um, look, are you planning on going to Poland at any point? No, but I have been. 
All right. Did is you, it possible I broke this law? Did you this we- steward law when I was there? Did you wear a Winnie the Pooh shirt at any point during your trip to Poland? No, but like, it's possible that someone I know could have, like you know that's not that far out of the realm of possibility, right? Is that the sort of gear your people you know wear usually? It kind of gives off the impression I hang around with children. Um, I don't. All right. Well, <laughs> the point is that Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Is actually banned in Poland because he doesn't wear pants. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, fair. So, uh, yeah, you you can't get caught with any Winnie the Pooh stuff. You got Winnie Pooh on your shirt. If you have a little a, a little kind of cute backpack with Winnie the Pooh on yeah. it, which I can imagine you, yeah, potentially having. I was I was going to say I watched their stance on Humphrey B. Bear. Well, I don't also know. also pantsless. I don't know how big he is in Poland though. Well, you I, can tell without the pants, eh? Oh, I, I don't know. Like, I know he was big in Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. I used to remember him um, from Manly. I would see him in the in the newsagent out the front of. I think the the newsagent was called Humphreys. Right. Yeah, and I believe they employed Humphrey B. Okay. Bear style imagery. So I think that the kind of key market areas were Newcastle in New South Wales, Australia, and Poland. Yeah, Warsaw. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, Gdansk. Yes. Wrocław. So Poland have issued a ban on Winnie the Pooh around playgrounds and schools. Fine. <laughs> well, fair. Finding that, but is it though? Is it is it a worry? No, but the pantsless bear is it taken out of context. A pantsless bear is well, no more. A shirted bear is scary than pantsless but, bear. Okay, but does that mean Donald Duck is banned in Poland because he doesn't wear pants? Look, it's that- and he's a fruity sailor. Yeah. Yeah, but he's different to Pluto, right? Who is also a dog in that universe, but one is like amorphic, one is like a human, and one is like a dog. Mm. What's the what's going on there? I don't know. It must be magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. Magic sure. of Disney. Um, does Mickey Mouse wear pants? Yeah, he does. A shirt? Uh, I think it's an open whisket. Open whisket. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Go on. So, so you're not allowed to have. My point is, yeah. My point is that they've singled Winnie the Pooh out particularly when there like are pants. other uh, pantsless, de-panted cartoon characters to also include who, in that. Who, who are you thinking? So or you, Donald Duck. Donald Duck. Yeah. Uh, uh, Trying uh, to remember uh, what Donald Duck would, looks like. Wouldn't Donald Duck be more famous than Winnie the Pooh, or am I just well, in the wrong circles? Does Donald Duck have arms? Yeah, I think he has kind of feathery arms. Yeah, because maybe it's that a bear is, you know, relatively similar um, anatomy to a human. I guess so. Like, well, very, you know, roughly, but like... For the sake of argument, sure. Well, my thought would be that a duck's kind of things that he would need to hide would be facing a different direction, say, were he to look at you. Fine. But we don't see the penis. I think that's what I'm trying to kind of boil down to subtly. Which is another question in itself. Yeah. What, does he have one yeah. or is it just kind of tucked, uh, Buffalo Bill style? a lot of hu- – ooh, nice. Yeah, yeah. That's a weird image thinking of – yeah, Winnie the Pooh and Buffalo Bill combined into one person. Um, he puts must the have, honey on it. Yeah, skin. no, good, good, good. That's funny. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. So they're not opposed to all pantsless cartoons. Well, not seemingly unless they've decided I- – I would have just said – Blanket ban on uh, any cartoon character with no pants. But they've gone straight for Winnie the Pooh. I don't know if that means that they have a kind of really thick law book. Yeah, thick law with, book. With every single pantsless, pantsless character yeah. in a separate law. 
Yeah, and and a set of amendments as yeah. new cartoons come up, or as they, or, or, or as Parliament kind of debates what constitutes a pant on a cartoon character, or who requires a pant as a yeah. cartoon character. Well, yeah. what's the little piglet called? Piglet. Yeah. yeah Does yeah. he have pants? <laughs> I notice he's. Yeah, I think he might have pants. I think he's wearing overalls. Well, I guess that leads us to why, if he's got pants, why doesn't Winnie have pants? Yeah, what's Tigger wearing? Tigger's wearing nothing. I'm pretty sure Tigger's got nothing. I think I I just wanted to leave it hanging on what's Tigger wearing and just leave a kind of gap there. Sure. All right. Um, You know what? I'm going to move on from that law, which I'm, you know. It's a weird law. I I grant you it fits the, the... Scenario. That's, that's why I brought it here. What I would like to know, so I asked this last time I was on this show too, some of these laws you think about, who brought it in? Was it ever enacted? Are mm. people actively, is Winnie the Pooh actively kind of like attacked by police over there? Like do people wear shirts <laughs> and they send the cops, no, you get yeah. that out of here. That's Can't corporal punishment. For- yeah, yeah. Well, but and who also, brought the law in? Yeah, who brought the law in? Hmm. Someone going, all right, we need to bring a law in. No Winnie the Pooh uh, symbols on anything. Yeah. And, well, why? Yeah, and someone else goes, problem? why? What's the problem? We go, he really hasn't got pants. Oh, okay, okay, well, sure. Yeah, okay. Well, well, it might encourage children not to wear pants. Yeah. Yeah, that's maybe it. Maybe, maybe it's a warmth thing. Does a warmth thing? Yeah, like, well, it's cold in Poland sometimes. Maybe they're worried that it'd encourage children to be cold. cold. I think that's the sort of law where the first time you see a kid walking down the street with no pants on holding a jar of honey, that's when you go, all right, the law comes in. But this preemptive kind of strike of... Well, we're only assuming it's preemptive. That's true. Perhaps there was a rash of pantsless honey-eating children I in didn't go. Yeah. I didn't go back to the library. You know the library in old movies where you just go and the, you go in and there's that whirly thing where yeah. the newspapers flick up. A pants. microfiche? Yeah. Yeah. Go through the Poland uh, microfiche of uh, pantsless child with hand in another, honey pot. Another rash of, yeah, yeah, <laughs> pantsless children eating honey. Yeah, 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 sure, sure. sure. All right. Um, I think before we started this I said let's just – uh, nip through each of these quickly, and um, I remember we can do that. Yeah, we've yeah, spent yeah. a lot of time talking about Winnie the Pooh's penis. There's a lot to go on. Well, lack of penis. It's, yeah, yeah. Well, there's that. All right, let me let me just go quickly. I say quickly in some hope to. You uh, can edit this at the end, right? What would you cut out out of all that? That's all gold. Wouldn't <laughs> get rid of any of it. <laughs> all right. Um, I looked up um, the Winnie the Pooh law in Poland mm. and you missed a key part of it, which brings up far more questions than what you had talked about. Well, well let's just jump back straight into it now. Winnie the Pooh has been banned in from Polish playgrounds for two reasons. Inappropriate dress and dubious sexuality. What? That wasn't on the info that I saw. Dubious sexuality. I don't remember much sexuality out of Winnie the Pooh. So hang on. <laughs> Are you saying... That the laws brought in, not not because he's just pantsless and it might encourage children to go pantsless, but because he's pantsless and uh, gay. Is that what they're saying? Whoa, whoa, no, even weirder. But <laughs> the more I read, the weirder it gets. So it is not a national law. It is one small area called Tuzan. And so what happened was it was suggested as making Winnie the Pooh the kind of the um, the uh, 
face of the play area in the small town. So he was going to be like it was going to be a, a, a play area park. But it was then then the idea the idea sparked outrage because half the council said Winnie the Pooh's a hermaphrodite. We can't have a hermaphrodite bear be the be, be the face of our thing. And this led to a law being implemented in this area. What's this based on that he's hermaphrodite? I don't know. Is it because of the tuck? Wow. It doesn't wear underpants because it doesn't have a sex. That's what it's that's where you get hermaphrodite, yeah. <laughs> Holy dooly. Is it, are you telling me that like this was debated in council chambers? Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm mm. this is recent too. This is very recent. <laughs> this is it, it's still yet to be decided if Pooh will be the face of this thing or not. Wow. Is this is this possibly an extension of Well, this is recent in 2014, sorry. Right. But still, yeah, hermaphrodite bear, that's bizarre. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, okay. I didn't know it had that kind of connotation on it. I just thought it was people being a bit weird and prudish about a pantsless bear, but if they if they're determining based on the fact that his genitals or its genitals, I should say now, aren't drawn. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And that's Therefore, what we're deciding. Yeah. Oh, bro. Okay, so I've found another one. Look, this is this is fodder for a podcast of its whole its own self. Yeah. There is a history of people banning Winnie the Pooh over his dubious sexuality and lack of pants. <laughs> Croatia and Russia both come up as places where he has had some issues. An insult to God, he's been called. <laughs> a religious abomination. What? Yeah, yeah, where wow. Where are you getting this? Uh, Newsweek.com. I don't know how trustworthy that is, but yeah. Oh yeah, God. wow. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot more to that than we thought, but um, well. Yeah. Well, all right. Is there more you want to tell us now? Because I might just throw some other stuff out and just keep on. No, no. Uh, look, he's been so this. The homophobic rage directed at him was also directed at Tinky Winky from the Teletubbies at this similar era of 2014, apparently. But hang on. Why again? I'm going to have to ask why one is singled out. Surely they all look the same, virtually, don't they? I seem to remember. I don't remember much about this, but one of them was a little more dubious in his actions. But what does that mean? I don't. Well, I'm not. I'm not like right wing Eastern European. <laughs> I can see it as just a character. It's fine with me. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. No. There's a lot more stuff that we could go into on this, but I think it's best to leave it there and let you know users at home, user listeners at home. Well, maybe we'll this. check back in. Yeah. Let's check back in another time. Yeah. Well, where did you get your info from? Uh. Look, it was just a. Uh, I think it was just a, a kind of uh, rando collection of weird laws. It was it was very short. It didn't go into any of that kind of detail. Well, this is the best article I've found from what news source? Vanity Fair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're right <laughs> on yeah, the... Yeah, uh, Polish lawmakers want to ban Winnie the Pooh over his dubious sexuality. That's yeah. the headline. Yeah, well. Immodest bear. Deeper moral issues with the immodest bear. Oh, no. Wow. Is it is it weird that I'm feeling sorry for Winnie, even though he's just a character drawn by somebody? That he's had this persecution put on? A.A. A. Milne, I believe, was still alive when this happened. When did A.A. A. Milne die? I don't know. I'm not 100% across the A.A. Yeah, A. you know Milne. when you thought um, we couldn't go longer on this thing? 
Well, I'd rather I'd rather do it if you got more. I'd rather do it. I think we could do a whole like um, serial esque ten parter on this. But A. A. Milne died in 1956, so, so he was well dead. He was well dead. He yeah, didn't yeah. have to live through this this abomination, yeah, scurrilous uh, scuttlebutt. Oh, he, he, look, these are these are um, vague and leading claims. But a council member, this is in the the Polish town, also made some remarkable claims about the origins of Pooh and his creator A. A. Milne, involving Pooh's testicles and a rusty razor blade. What is this? Is this just this is just people looking at a picture and going off on crazy flights of fancy? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we, okay, um, Vanity Fair agrees with you. He says he's far from the only animated character to go pants-free. Donald, Donald Duck, anybody? So, yeah. 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 Mm. That's one. Anyway, look, um, I like this mode of uh, podcast structure where I bring a paragraph and then you go and actually look it up properly and start telling the real information. This is good. I enjoy this. All right. Uh, I'm going to move across to... Uh, a couple of quick- God, I got, I got another oh, bit. Okay. Got, we can move in one sec, but this is great. The response from other parts of Poland about this, this is great. So a national Polish news program reporter said, Winnie the Pooh was a bear with low intellect. And unfortunately, <laughs> this is also evident in those who are concerned with this topic. Oh, all right. I thought, oh, I was worried. But both are good. Yeah, so he's like, the bear's stupid. You idiots are stupid who care about his pants. <laughs> I think that's a good, uh, good way on. to count. But why are they calling him stupid? Just because he had a bit of a one-track mind in terms of uh, the acquisition of honey? Or I don't remember much about the stories. Was that all he wanted was honey? Yeah. He had some odd friends. He did. They don't really kind of fit together. They're animals. They were, but tigers don't hang out with pigs and bears that much, I wouldn't have thought. No, and the the, the donkey had severe yeah, depression, right? it did, didn't it? That was it did. interesting. Oh, I think, you know, did we... Have we done this topic enough? Is that well, what you're I, I'm, now I'm thinking about A.A. Milne. Did yeah. we get to the kind of bottom of kind of what was happening in his mind? Well, a little bit of what I read there said that Pooh Bear was based on A.A. Milne's son. Right. Yeah. So who Some is, kind of who is, half bear, half man child. So who was Eeyore based on, though? That's a real Ooh, Probably a friend of his son's. Yeah. The Millhouse, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's a shame that A. Milne wasn't around in podcasting times. We'd get him on a Zoom chat and ask him these questions. Yeah, he'd be hundreds of years old, though. <laughs> um, why don't we move on? Well, every time I do, you get uh, you find a new paragraph. All right, I'll move on. So I'm just going to tell you a quick uh, story of unlikely survival. Very weird and unlikely a lady called Eva Wisneraska, okay, who's a uh, German paraglider. She's oh yeah, a paraglide, yep. paragliding champion. She won the paragliding champion. How do you do better at paragliding than someone else? Just I thought it was just get from the top to the bottom. Well, I, I is guess, it a distance thing? Well, I stay Speed? stay in the air better than other people, I guess. Okay, um, which she certainly did in this incident. I'm oh, did she get caught in an upgust? I think I might have heard about this. Well, go on. So yeah, champion paraglider in Australia, in, in a place Australia. in a place called Manila, New South Wales, in on February 14, two thousand. Manila, New South Wales. Where do you reckon that is? We're not going to we're not going to get. It's more fun doing it this way. <laughs> I, I don't know where Manila is. It's got to be close to the water. 
you know. think? Yeah, or maybe not. Because jumping off cliffs, I just associate paragliding with jumping off cliffs. <laughs> Go on, sorry, sorry. That's really it. Yeah, it's, yeah. How much you paid it into the contest? It's it. Yes. So uh, sh- while paragliding in Manila, New South Wales, sh- while training for the 2007 Paragliding World Championships, no less. <laughs> Uh, she was sucked into the ascending current of a cumulus nimbus cloud. So that's a cloud that the ones that have large and heavy rain. Yeah, cumulus uh, nimbus. It's yeah. the most popular of all clouds. Everyone knows the name of that. Uh, and can often have hail inside and oh, extremely oh. low temperatures. So so she was lifted up into that and... Uh, Battered around by a storm of hail. Well, uh, unable to fly out of it. Jesus. So she was she was lifted to an altitude of nine thousand nine hundred and forty six meters, according to her GPS. No, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Sorry, can we swear on the pod? Yes, yeah, swear. Go. For get it. the fuck out of here. Nine nine thousand meters. Uh, well, nearly ten thousand meters. Ten yeah. k's into the sky. Yeah. So so. <laughs> that's insane. But that's that's. Is ev- that space? That's ever. How no, far that's, is that's space ever- away? That's Everest. I'm pretty sure that's Everest. Don't um, um don't planes fly at thirty three hundred yeah, yeah, yeah. feet? Yeah, so that is getting up to kind of where like four planes. Flight path territory. No, how higher? Much higher. Well, it's high it's higher than Everest, right? That's in, planes aren't flying at Everest height. Yeah, so all right, well let's let's look up standard plane flight path height. I think it's thirty three hundred feet. Oh, space is 100 kilometres up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I just I looked it okay, up. Okay, so commercial aircraft fly between 31 and 38,000 feet. 1,000, so, okay. Yeah, yeah. But even still, that's double plane height. <laughs> no. Didn't you say she was up to 10,000? Yeah, and this is 31. Oh, feet. Sorry. Yeah, this is feet. So that what's that? 5.9. So feet, yeah. So that's the same. That's nearly 10K. 10K up. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. Being in a plane and just see a paraglider kind of whirl and surely around. Surely it'd time. be really cold and hard to breathe. Well, yeah, she um, she passed out and yeah, well. was out for quite a long time. And they credit her surviving with the fact that she passed out, lowering her heartbeat to a point where she could kind of ride it out for a little while. Champion paraglider that only she'd know to do that. Yeah. Unfortunately, in the same weather event, a Chinese paraglider was killed by a lightning strike. So the same weather event. Yeah. So that. Oh, killed a paraglider. Shit. Yeah. So another. Shit. Can you imagine that? Getting struck by lightning in midair. That's terrible. (laughs) Well, it didn't say it was in midair. It might have been on the bus (laughs) on the way back. Yeah. But um, but that was that's a hectic day for paragliders in that area, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's an unlikely... Uh, but she survived because she yeah, lowered her heart yeah, rate. So she, Flew sorry. back down? Sorry, she landed three and a half hours later. Three and a half hours That's later. what I'm saying. Uh, about 60 k's away from her You can nearly position. fly to New Zealand in that time, right? In a plane or a paraglider? Plane, not a paraglider. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think it should be going as fast <laughs> as a plane. <laughs> Now, Monty, have you got something for me, fella? Yeah, I got some stuff. I got some interesting stuff, a few things. Um, firstly, ha- have you heard about the fact... Have you heard about the fact... Or, or not, the fact or not, that lobsters are immortal? 
you may you may have slipped that into a conversation at some point, yeah. and for whatever reason, I didn't follow up with you. I didn't say, Monty, what? It's the- better. It's better if it's just by the by in a conversation. By the way, yeah. taxes are immortal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Well, good. Oh, and yeah, back right to the taxes. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so what it is is that they they are immortal. If they were to sit still and nothing would have happened to them ever, they would live. Forever, I believe. Well, but that's not true when they get stuck on a Chinese dock. Yeah, 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 because yeah, the yeah. Chinese. Well, yeah. Um, but what kills lobsters apparently is they have to change Cooking? shells. Well, that's yeah, 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 hundred degrees centigrade. Yeah, water. water. Um, but they have to change shells occasionally. I don't know how they. Well, they molt and build a new shell. You right. know what I mean? And that's exhausting for them. Okay. Right, and that kills them. They die of exhaustion after the really? sixth or seventh time that happens. Yeah. Okay, so how often do they change shells? I don't know how often. I could have looked that up. Has it a guess? Um, every four years. Thank you. Um, <laughs> the average male lobster lives to about 32, I think, and the average female a bit older. Right. But real strong ones, like real tough ones, can in theory be immortal. Right. So what I have for you, and this is amazing, is a list. The most immortalist lobster ever? Well, the eight oldest lobsters in the world. <laughs> Yeah, so let's run through this. Coming in at number eight, weighing 20 pounds, caught in Maine in 2015, the Big Dipper Lobster. He was somewhere between 25 and 50 years. I I don't know why they're so vague about the age. Yeah, that's vague. Yeah, yeah. Um, Coming in at seven, this guy's definitely over 50 years. By the way, I don't know how they age these lobsters. Maybe it's size because I assume they keep getting bigger and bigger and the pictures I'm seeing, they're humongous. It's crazy. All right. Um. This one is over 50 years old, weighs 4.5 kilos, captured in 2012. His name, Patrick. Um, <laughs> number six has another good name too. This Patrick one, was a starfish, anyway. This one's more than 50 years old, 4 kilos, 2011 West Sussex, England. It's called Large British Lobster. Patrick and Large British Lobster. I didn't know lobsters hung around in British waters. The na- Yeah, apparently. Um, must be down, yeah. Down near Pompey, so like you know, south coast. Mm. Yeah. Um, number five, this one, the name is is weird. Things jump a lot here. <laughs> Shit gets crazy. So he was caught in Nova Scotia and Canada in 1977. Mm. He weighed 20 kilos. What? And he was approximately a hundred years old. And his name was Official Heaviest Marine Crustacean. <laughs> but keep in mind that's number five. From where though? <laughs> that was in Nova Scotia, Canada. Okay, so that's that to me sounds like a uh, bad translation from Japanese or something. Official heaviest why, marine why is crustacean. It, why are Nova Scotians calling it that? I don't know, but then we move on. Um, the next one is possibly older than 100 years. That's his age. He weighs 23 kilos, caught in 1926, and his name is Largest Lobster from Maine. <laughs> Why are you telling me what they called them? Because you'll, like, it's the next one. The next one doesn't have his weight in kilos, but he weighs 15 pounds. Right. Which is not very much. Not very big. That's seven or six or seven. But his age is approximately 110 years old. But hang on. He's in Florida and his name is Larry. I thought we were judging age by size, though. But I, there must be some other way. Hmm. I've never heard you so despairing. There must be some Larry way. lives at a restaurant too. Lives at a restaurant. Yeah. Okay. It's bizarre. Imagine being um, 100 years old and just being put in a tank and watching people. I'll tell you what, Larry and this next one, um, who is approximately 132 years old. Um, That's in a Hempstead, very specific approximate. Isn't it? It's weird. 
but they look super old. They're all gross looking. Well, they got a peak cap and wisp- ah, wispy beard or yeah. something. Um, this one's name is Louie. Louie? <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm glad I know these names, these lobster names. And number one, the oldest lobster ever, approximately 140 years old, 20 yeah. pounds, yeah. caught in Newfoundland, Canada, but ended up in New York City. That's weird. <laughs> but um, his name is George. Good. Um, I don't know. So how they're how do you how do you date okay. a lobster? How do you age a lobster? Well, I should say dating. They estimated bit. that George was about 140 years old based on his size. Right, but he's a shitload weighs a shitload less than some yeah, like, a, the, like the, largest the crustaceans. Doesn't work with a couple of those in there. Two customers noticed the large lobster and contacted Peter, who then convinced the restaurant owner to release George back into the wild. His I like this next sentence. He was taken to New Hampshire where a crustacean expert eased him back into the water. <laughs> All right, there, fella. <laughs> On your go, All right, chill. there, fella. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's my story about uh, bizarre internet telling me about old lobsters. That's okay. Uh, the bizarrest part of that story is why they named them all and, and well, why. some of them and some just got like <laughs> largest crustacean ever. And, and then on top of that, why you told me their names. I liked their names. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's bizarre. Uh, all right. Thank you, mate. Let's move on. I'll move on very quickly. Yeah, let's do that. To a, uh, uh, a weird product. And unfortunately, it's a product that didn't really catch on Uh-oh. all that well. It was invented in 1882 okay. by uh, James Williams in Texas. And he, this bugger didn't like mice. He had a real problem with mice, right? So he invented a mousetrap. Which unfortunately was uh, it didn't take off with people uh, as much as he'd hoped. It was a loaded fifty caliber revolver. <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing the image; it's yeah. brilliant. Which is sort of set up on a little uh, kind of uh, plinth thing there, and the mouse kind of sets off <laughs> sets off something at the obviously at the business end of the and revolver. And uh, yeah, it's sitting there cocked, ready to fire. Um, and for whatever reason, you know, people were a bit wary about having a loaded revolver on the floor of their kitchen, Very. Um, kind of ready to go off at, at the at the slightest uh, bump or or triggering of any kind. So, unfortunately, yeah, the uh, revolver mousetrap didn't take off. So. Can I give you a weird modern kind of version of that that ended in some issues? Yes, please. Um, some people on a farm in Texas. I, I worked for a um, a wildlife hunting channel in Canada when I was there. Right, and um, heard some weird stories, saw some weird stuff. I'd like to do a Canada special at some point because there's some weird gear that happens with those Canadians. Bunch of weirdos. I have a Canadian wife. She'll be able to help out. Mm. Um, so I worked with them. They told me about this thing that happened where um, a group of well-meaning people in Texas. Noticed their buddies returning from war with disabilities that still desired to go out and hunt animals but could not. Right. And so they had the idea of setting up a, like, rifle, hunting rifle, with a mechanical trigger connected to a camera that you could access via the internet and then (laughs) go online. Are you telling me that you're sitting at home hunting? Sitting at home (laughs) hunting. Could revolve the the rifle 360 in an animal pretect, um, but was very easily hackable. None of these people knew internet so well, and I believe someone shot someone. 
What? Yeah, you couldn't move it, but they waited till there was someone in the line of fire and shot them. <laughs> yeah. But then, but you know, if they hack in and, and aren't detected, then that's kind of the perfect crime, isn't it? Cause it set, sure is. Unfortunately, you're setting up a little traumatised veteran fella right? who's sitting at home trying to hunt. Yeah. <laughs> it's bizarre. Right. So, yeah, that's uh, that adds to that. Now, um, I've got another story, but I think we're going long. I can save yeah, it yes, for another Yeah, please save episode. it. We'll do it. We'll, we'll come back and do another one very, Let's very shortly. Let's do that, yeah. Uh, I, need, I need to throw a parting oddity at you. Please. And um, it's on the topic of mice again. Oh. Because, you know, I like I like themes. Um, so before Catherine the Great, the yeah. uh, famed Russian ruler, before yeah. she was great, she was married to King Peter III of Russia. Yeah. Who wasn't so great. No. Um, Regular Pete, they call And one of the things he liked to do was play with toy soldiers, apparently. That was a hobby of his that occupied a lot of his time and a lot of his energy. What era would this be? What year? So I'm going to say mid-1700s. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I wonder what uh, toy soldiers looked like in the mid-1700s. Probably just kind of little tin-looking things or wooden. Wooden. Surely, carved wooden. Yeah. Soldiers. Anyway, the point is that um, he, uh, <laughs> uh, as well as playing with the toy soldiers, he uh, also forced Catherine to dress in military uniform and carry out drills with him while he was playing with his toy soldiers. Sure. So there's that. Um, unfortunately, one evening a mouse got in. Into his toy soldier Into area, his toy, or just toy soldier area, and started and chewed one of his soldiers. So really, you know what it up. he needs? The, the, the loaded gun, know, the pistol thing. trap. Yeah. So uh, obviously, King Peter furious, he uh, caught the rodent, caught the mouse, right? Yeah. And put it on trial. Oh, okay. Seems. So, a little like overkill? No, yeah. Well, especially because it didn't sound like there was a, a jury involved here. Uh, when we say put it on trial, he just immediately declared the mouse guilty of treason. That's fair. Uh, you know, chewing on a toy soldier equals treason. Sure. Um, and he built a miniature gallows so he could hang the mouse. Once again, seems a little like overkill. You could mm. just kill the mouse. It was um, not long after this, actually, that Catherine removed him from power, taking control of herself, and went on to become Catherine the Great. So yeah. the straw that broke the camel's back was, you know, making a little mouse gallows, apparently. So I'll keep that in mind. I feel like the mouse gallows probably would work better than the mouse gun trap, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor old... Uh, mouse gun trap seems really dangerous. Mr. Williams... Well, but I think that's a that's an invention just, you know, fueled by hatred, really. Mouse hatred. Yeah, both inventions are mouse hatred inventions. True, but I don't know if a noose is. Oh well, I suppose a mouse noose is an invention. Which, like, I don't think a gallows would work. Now that I think about it, for a mouse, their bodies aren't the shape that a noose would kill them. No, but I suppose you would have to. You'd just have to. Leave it there and let it choke them. <laughs> like, well, choke them, yeah, but also just leave them there and let it. Because it's not their their own body weight. It's probably not the, the neck is the same as the body, right? On a mouse, there is no. I, I, I say that to anyone I kind of meet and talk yeah. about mice <laughs> yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, lobsters are immortal. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. Yeah. Look. 
Oh, I don't want to say, I don't want to tell people to try and hang a mouse and see if it works, but I'm also not not saying that. Well, do you think this was the early incarnations of that game Mousetrap? Because hey. there's some weird stuff that happened in that game, like yeah. buckets falling on mice. Yeah, somewhere. were there gallows in that game? There might have been gallows in that game. Revolvers? Yeah. <laughs> Revolvers. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a good parting oddity. That, that was bizarre. All right. Well, you know what? We've got plenty more weird stuff to talk about, so we're going to be back. I'm going to have Monty back on very, very, very shortly uh, to to get through this backlog of weird stuff. Uh, until then, see you later. Thanks, Monty. See you, mate. That was fun. Stu here. Um, just a very polite request. If you don't already, follow one of our social channels. And please spread the word of the weirdness. Yeah, if you listen, you must think it's alright. So tell someone else who might think it's alright. Thanks very much and uh, sorry that I called reverse charges to tell you that. Do they still have reverse charges? That's still a thing? <laughs>